This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So there are two massive developments in the world of crime. The first is that cyber criminals have learned if they just refrain from twirling their mustaches, no one will be able to spot them in a lineup. That's devastating for all of us victims. Uh, but much worse than that is that they figured out how to steal your home right out from underneath you. And if uh, they can vanish into thin air with it, they can leave you penniless. In fact, because of the way home title theft works, you could be a victim and not even know it yet. Basically, uh, cyber thieves, they search hundreds of public databases for high equity homes. Next, they pull your home's online title. They forge your signature, stating that you sold your home to them. And then they take out loans using, you know, you got it, your your equity. Uh, so that's not going to be covered by insurance or your bank or even common identity theft programs. They've just, you know, that's not the, th- the type of stuff that they do. They do the, what they do. They do well, but that's they don't protect you against this. Uh, so protect your most valuable asset. Register your address and see if you're already a victim with uh, uh, with home title lock because they can protect you. Uh, you get a complete title history of your home. It's a $100 value. Absolutely free. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Don't get become the victim of the twirly mustache people. It's HomeTitleLock.com. Radio show starts in 10 seconds. I'm very excited. Big announcement was made yesterday in Washington, D.C. I'm sorry, in New York City at the United Nations. We are officially now past the point of no return when it comes to global climate change. So. Woo. Yeah. So I guess there's nothing to do now uh, because we're past the point of no return. It's fantastic. We'll kind of try to help you make sense of the whole world, and we begin in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. I don't know if you've picked up this vibe from me uh, or not lately, but uh, I don't like doing business with a lot of woke corporations uh, anymore. I'm I'm really kind of sick of the woke corporations. You know what I'm saying? At this point, I think we should all say, you know, we tried it your way. Your way really sucks. Uh, look at what your way is bringing to the world. Huh? Is that great? Now make some room because there are businesses that share our values and I'd rather give my money to them. What do you think? Patriot Mobile is a great example of this. You get the same cell towers as all the mobile carriers. You get the same great signal. They have customizable plans. They're a lot cheaper. Their customer service is better. They donate to causes that you believe in, not the horrible things like Planned Parenthood. The choice is really clear. Patriot Mobile. 
Become a member of the team now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Get free activation. The offer code is Beck. They always have special discounts for veterans and first responders and for multi-line discounts. Support a company that loves America, shares your values. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. Wow. Wow, we are... We're at the point of no return in a literal sense. Here's President Biden yesterday at the United Nations. This year has also brought widespread death and devastation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from the borderless climate crisis. Mm -hmm. The extreme weather events that we have seen in every part of the world, and you all know it and feel it, Mm -hmm. represent what the Secretary General has rightly called code red red. for humanity. And the scientists and experts are telling us Mm. that we're fast approaching a point of no return in the literal sense. In the literal sense. To keep within our reach the vital goal of limiting global warming to Mm. 1.5 degrees Celsius. Every nation nation. needs to bring their highest possible ambitions to the table when we meet in Glasgow for COP26. I can't wait for COP26. Calling COP26. COP26, come in. I can't wait for that in Glasgow. Uh, He also said that we're all connected. In fact, American freedom is dependent on the rest of the world. Cut 16, please. Through cooperation of multilateral institutions like the United Nations to amplify our collective strength and speed, our progress toward dealing with these global challenges. It is a fundamental truth of the 21st century. Within each of our countries, and as a global community, that our own success is bound up in others succeeding as well. To deliver for our own people, we must also engage deeply with the rest of the world. To ensure that our own future, we must work together with other partners, our partners toward a shared future. Our security, our prosperity, and our very freedoms are interconnected in my view, as never before. And so, I believe we must work together as never before. Okay. All right. This is interesting. Um, You can dismiss this as, you know, globalist rhetoric, or you can understand exactly what he is laying the groundwork for. He just said, we have to enhance and use our collective speed and strength. Now, what does that mean? I take you back to the president's first State of the Union, if you can call it that. When he briefed the, the um, reporters prior to the speech, he met with like four anchors that were all trusted. And he didn't tell them not to say this. What he said to them is, look, I want you to know where we're going here. We're at a we're at a inflection point and we're going to choose and we're going to figure out whether this democracy. And then he stopped and he said, you know, you guys might disagree with this. But I believe that our republic, our democracy 
can compete in the 21st century. But a lot of people don't think that. A lot of people think that we have to work as a collective and we have to model ourselves more in a in a way that China does. Because they have the speed to respond. Now, this is exactly the same argument they made in the 1930s and 40s when Mussolini and Hitler were there. They have the speed to respond. Well, we didn't need the speed. All we needed was the American people. The Germans were so far ahead of us in World War II. Their planes were the best. Everything was the absolute best. And they were churning them out like nobody's business. It took us two years of getting serious to be able to dwarf them. Why? Because the American people, when they have to do something, they get it done. When somebody says, our lives are threatened, or even better, the lives of people overseas, they are being slaughtered by a monster, we can mobilize and respond. But the idea here is, is that the invisible hand of the market can't be focused. We can't focus all of the sheep. So us ranchers need to come out and say, this is what the sheep need. I'm going to show you tonight on our Wednesday night special. This is a really, really important special. I'm going to show you your life is changing. Remember when they said the new normal and we said new normal? I don't want a new normal. I just want normal. You don't even remember what normal was like. Because you're already accepting this new normal where things aren't on the shelves. I can't go certain places. I can't do what I want. I can't find people to work for me. Already. Think of the times that you've gone to stores or you've gone to do things and it was a ghost town. Nobody was there. The store was closed. The store was empty. How many times have they told you, I have no idea when that is going to come in? This is just, this is just the beginning of things. It's not going back. Because they have a plan to unite all of us into one world order. Now, I know this sounds like a conspiracy, but it is not. It's what he means by build back better. That's the worst slogan I've ever heard. Build back better. Well, it's not his. It comes from the World Economic Forum. Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of Japan, France, Everyone, all leaders around the world are using the phrase build back better. It's not a conspiracy. They're out doing it. The changes that have already been put in are enormous and have massive, massive ramifications. I will show you tonight how the world including us, could be starving by 2030. I will show you tonight what's going to happen to the U.S. dollar, what their plans are for the U.S. dollar. I remember we were working in Radio City Music Hall at the time, and I figured a couple of things out. And one 
was why would people start to destroy our country economically internally why would we spend ourselves into a place to where the dollar was going to crack remember this was at the time when i said we're going to we're going to be downgraded that's crazy moody's would never downgrade the united states we are the gold standard and what was it within a year they downgraded us and they knew they knew that was going to happen because i knew so why would you do that because we've tried we've tried and it's not working for everyone See, if you've heard this in a speech lately from Joe Biden, you know, this is just not working for everyone. This system is, you know, we, we've tried it and it's just leaving too many people behind. Right. And America has too much. We're too rich. We're um, we're exploiting the earth. We're the big consumers and we have we're grotesque. There's people all around the world that don't have anything. We've always said, well, yes, but we're bringing people out of poverty. This system, as grotesque as it is, is the best one around. You got another one that's great. Tell me about it. Well, they have one, but they don't want to tell you about it because it's going to hurt a lot. Christine Lagarde, she's the um, the uh, the head of the central bank in Europe, basically their version of the Fed. She said that because of global warming, the Fed has a responsibility. All of the global central banks have a responsibility to do something about it. What is it they're going to do? You can't bring the world up to American standards. So you need to bring America down to everyone else's standards. The pain that is coming your way and all of it, all of it is gone without a vote. I'll show you some stuff on the because I started working on the chalkboard the last couple of days. And yesterday I was standing there and I was looking at it and I was like, and none of we didn't vote on any of this. We didn't vote for any of this. Nobody's even talked to us about it. That's right. Because now it's stakeholder capitalism. You don't, you don't get to vote on it. You voted for a leader, and the leader went to Davos and met with those people, and the leaders all around the world decided, this is what we're going to do. You had your vote. You voted for Joe Biden. I am convinced that this is possibly... The sole reason why they went after Donald Trump so hard. What did the Democrats do in uh, 19, what was it, 84? Right after they saw that Ronald Reagan could take over the Republican Party, he was the outsider. He wasn't supposed to win. He was not the guy that the party had selected. He's the guy the American people selected. And many in the GOP didn't like it. But the Democrats saw that and said, you can't have an outsider come in and do that. We're working on a long-term plan. And so that's when they developed their superdelegates and all of that stuff. That's when Bernie Sanders said this system was rigged. He was right. 
It was rigged intentionally, so an outsider could not come in. The Democrats have been freaking out about an outsider because it's taken them decades to be able to build this machine. You're not going to have some guy come in and say, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Donald Trump came in and he was not going to be a part of the Davos crowd. He was not the guy to go there. He's probably one of the only billionaire, really big, successful international billionaire that was not part of the Davos crowd. And they knew if he's in office, none of this happens. He's got to be. Now, this isn't why the press hated him. I don't know why the press, you know, how they sleep at night, but they were convinced by the, the people that talk to them and that they trust those people. I don't know how many steps away from the press they are from the Davos people. Some of them probably right in bed with them, but it didn't take a lot of convincing. But I'm telling you, the Davos crowd was the crowd that said he cannot be the president of the United States. Tonight, I'm going to explain all of this. I will show you the United States of Venezuela and what you can do to prepare for the economic collapse and the total transformation of everything you know about the United States of America. Tonight, 9 o'clock, only on blazetv.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK and you'll save 10% uh, on your uh, subscription. Right after a brand new Stew Does America. Gosh, it just just gets so old, doesn't it? I just think people are excited about it. They need an excited voice to get excited about it. What do you What do you have on today? What are you What are you doing? Well, first of all, you're going to come on the program. Mm, I think it's going to be great. Uh, You're always the highlight of my week. I know. Uh, Also, we're going to be doing some stuff on the border. Uh, We focus on the border today because of what's going on. What the administration is ignoring. The way they're just smearing border. The slave owners, the people, the right, guys go. who are just whipping, <laughs> I know, that's, making them into new slaves. Yes, that's not what's happening at all. It's mm. already been debunked, yet the media keeps running with it. It's crazy. They don't even care that it's already come out. I, I have to play. I have to play some audio on this, mm. uh, and we'll do it in a second. Also, Dan Crenshaw is joining us in about ten minutes, so stand by. All right, relief factor. We're all getting older. Eventually, we're going to die, and then that's it. Brought to you by Relief Factor. <laughs> hey. Relief Relief Factor says you don't, even though you're getting older, even though you have aches and pains, and you you might feel seventy when you're thirty, you don't have to feel that way. Inflammation is uh, the biggest culprit in most people's pains. That's why Relief Factor works because it goes after the inflammation in f- like four different ways. It was developed by doctors. About 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more because it works. Try the three-week quick start trial pack. It's $19.95. Try it for three weeks. Take it three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and see if it doesn't make a difference. 70% of the people go on to order more. If it's not working for you in three weeks, probably not going to work for you. It's Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com, 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com, 800-500-8384. 10 seconds, station ID.
You know, it's crazy. I've wondered where Kamala Harris has been because she was put in charge of this border thing. And I haven't even yeah, she was. And I haven't seen her anywhere. Nowhere. Until yesterday. And she is deeply troubled by what she is seeing on the border. Do you have any reaction to the border patrol agents using horse reins to rein in Haitian migrants down at the southern border? What I saw depicted about um, those individuals on horseback treating human beings the way they were is horrible. And um, I fully support what is happening right now, which is a thorough investigation into exactly what is going on there. Um, But human beings should never be treated that way. And I'm deeply troubled about it. And I'll also be talking with Secretary Mayor. Shut up. That needs to be said from time to time. Shut up. It is their arrogance and their lies have just become. I mean, you really do have to be a complete a complete zombie at this point to believe that you have to be a zombie you are putting people in horrific situations horrific situations where people are selling everything they have they're getting into bed with drug cartels god only knows what has happened to them on the way just to get to the border why because You have made it lawless. How many people have died? How many people have been raped? How many people have been beaten? How how many people are being killed by drugs because this is empowering the cartels? The cartels are making a fortune off of the Biden policy. And you just don't think people should be treated that way. Which what way? What way? That a horse should be in front of them so they should stop doing what they're doing. So we show force and saying, stop coming here. It's bad for you. They weren't whipping anyone. They weren't whipping a single person. You can take it frame by frame. That's not what was happening. And we should remind people that the, the people that they're trying to stop largely are people that have already crossed the Rio Grande, got to the bridge, left went back to Mexico, and now are trying to recross like they're re-entering a concert after leaving. That We can't even stop them? There's no... It, they were what? just going I'm, back. They're taking a vacation, and they're just going back. They forgot their sunscreen. I guess That's so. what happened. I guess so. And it's like, you know, they keep talking about how, uh, well, look, this is the moment they've been waiting for, and all these Haitians who've been here for a decade in Colombia and Venezuela and everything are making their way up here. Why? What do you mean? What is the moment that they're waiting for? The, the moment that they've waited for is to have an administration like this that will allow lawless behavior with no consequences. That's what they've been waiting for. The moment is here, apparently. And the, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Thanks, and it is this administration's fault, mm-hmm. and they are denying all of it. Dan Crenshaw comments next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Ah, you're really going places there for a while. You had pedal to the metal, music turned up, hair blowing, and the air conditioning. Too bad it all had to come to an end, but you know the old saying, you can't ignore the check engine light. I think that's the saying. I don't know if it is. Now, your car is dead. You're uh, sitting on the, uh, the side of the road now. 
your hair left you for another driver with a functional car. Here's the thing. If you have car shield, don't worry about it because they're going to come pick you up. They're going to come and pick your car up and they're going to give you a rental car. And then they're going to be the ones that write the check uh, when you have the mechanic do all the work on it. They have you covered. If you don't have a warranty, you need car shield coverage. Car shield. The cars go further because they can keep them on the road. Carshields.com slash back. That's carshield.com slash back. Use uh, the promo code back. You'll save 10%. Carshield.com slash back. Deductible may apply. Do it now. All right, tonight, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Brand new Glenn TV right after a brand new Stu Does America. Whatever. Do you have any reaction to the Border Patrol agents using horse reins to rein in Haitian migrants down at the southern border? What I saw depicted about um, those individuals on horseback treating human beings the way they were is horrible and um, I fully support what is happening right now which is a thorough investigation into exactly what is going on there Um, but human beings should never be treated that way and I'm deeply troubled about it and I'll also be talking with Secretary Mayor. I can't take it. Dan Crenshaw is here. Maybe he can take it longer than I can. He's more of a man. Uh, Congressman. (laughs) How are you doing, Glenn? I, I... I mean, how do you do it? How do you do it? Well, I mean, what you just played is, is uh, a clip from Kamala Harris is, is infuriating. I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm about to go as soon as we're done here. I'm going to get a speech on the House floor. And, and the theme of this speech is let's all just stop pretending. Thank let's you. Let's just stop pretending that, that Democrats even have, have any desire to secure the border because we, we all know they don't. I mean, we talk about this on, on shows like yours quite a bit, you know, because we're, we're asking ourselves why, like, why would, why would you engage in such bad policy? Um, you know, why would you, why would you take policy measure after policy measure that increases illegal immigration? And the answer is because that's exactly their goal. Uh, the, the, there's no other way to look at it. I mean, look, there's, I think there's a lot of, people who want to give some of them the benefit of the doubt and say, look, they're just, they're just bad at their jobs. I don't, you know, I don't, situation. no way. But, but, but I think they do want this to happen um, because everything is so calculated. Everything is so deliberate. I mean, to throw your agents under the bus like that, do you have any idea what these border agents are going through every single day? Oh, you know, I, I, th- th- that looks mild to me. What happened when I saw in that video looks extremely mild to me. Now, granted a bit of like deployments in the middle East, that looks extremely mild to me, um, but, but by any standard, to be honest, especially when people are running across your border. And, um, well, so, you know, the other thing I think we should stop pretending, these people don't have an asylum claim. We should stop pretending they do, and they should be immediately deported. And um, it, it's, it's, it's gone way too far. The abuses have gone on way too long, and it's got to stop. It's, uh, I'll tell you, Dan, it, it is... Uh... I don't know where the GOP is, but the GOP has got to start standing up for the principles and the values that the American people, at least half of the American people hold. And that is, you know, we want to be fair. We want to be decent. 
I'm so sick and tired to be calling a racist or really I'm a racist. Do you know how many people my organization is saving that are uh, uh, of browner skin than mine uh, that don't, you know, necessarily uh, come from our Western culture uh, that are not of the same religion as I am? Shut up. These people are doing nothing on the left, and everything they're doing is actually hurting and enslaving the people they say they're helping. Do you think this is a good life for these people who are on the border? They've, they've now just sold everything, and many of them are being shipped to Haiti, a country they haven't seen in 10 years. Yeah, it, it, look, that, that's exactly right. That actually gets to a, a deeper point about the immigration debate, one that conservatives need to use more often. Um, which is this. It's immoral, not not just because it's a, it's a threat to our sovereignty, which it is, but also because you're cutting the line. And uh, you know, that, that's like that's like that's like moral rule number one that you learn as a kid. You can't cut the line. Right. It makes you upset. Well, think about the millions of people around the world who have valid asylum claims. I mean, like the people you're talking about, that your organization uh, helped save in Afghanistan. These are people with valid asylum claims who are actually probably going to get killed by their new government. You, you just can't say the same of the people disrupting across our border. I mean, are, are they bad people? You know, I don't know. I don't think so. Not, not most of them are not. But they're breaking the law and they're cutting in front of people who are also good people, but also uh, in desperate need of our asylum uh, claims. So it's it, it's really immoral. And, and look, I, mean, I, I think Republicans say that's I mean, Republicans just have no power. I mean, I, I have yet to hear any Republicans who who haven't spoken out against the border. Um, they have. It's just um, some of us have bigger platforms to do so. And we got to win elections. Look, I mean, we, we, we got to win elections. These, these things matter to an extraordinary degree. And um, look, we're looking, we're searching for ways in Texas that, that we can kind of subvert the federal authority here and enforce our own state sovereignty. And I, and I think Abbott is looking at every avenue to do that. I'm glad. Um, but it's not easy, you know, because it's not as easy as just, we'll send more National Guard. Well, National Guard is no jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. You can't just arrest people. I mean, it's, um, it, it, it's, it's really tough. I mean, what you see on that, on the Border Patrol, what the Border Patrol agents are doing in that video that Kamala Harris was, was um, you know, clutching her pearls about, what they're doing is they're, they're, they're trying to have a show of force. Abbott did this too. He sent a bunch of Texas DPS agents. Yep. Uh, Department of Public Safety agents to just show a show of force, knowing full well that if, if that group just quietly walks past them, they can't do anything about it. And um, that's that's the real crux of this problem. It's, it's a legal problem. And, and you know what the other sad part is, Glenn, is it's so easy to fix. Um, reinstate migrant protection protocols that the Trump administration had in place. You know, build walls as much as they can, sure. But the, the, the real issue is disincentivizing crossing via good enforcement and via immediate deportation so that you remove the calculus that that these immigrants currently have which is well I'll probably get let loose and not even given a court date yeah. so hey let's give it a shot uh i have to thank you so much for uh for what you did in uh with pakistan for uh the afghanistan refuge uh, uh refugees it is it's crazy i get a call and they said glenn uh can you reach out to the Pakistani prime minister? And I'm like, what? why would he take my call? Apparently, he's a fan of some sort. And then as I'm getting into it, you had a fan uh, over there. And, and 
between these two, uh, I guess, these two leaders over there, uh, they actually they it was it was weird, wasn't it? You had to write a, a, a letter to I can't remember the name of the general. He's um, oh, uh, Hamid. Uh, yeah, head, head of the ISI. The, yeah, yeah. This is the Pakistani intelligence service. And uh, you oh. you wrote a letter, and that was the thing that really helped turn the key. We had the prime minister, but then we needed General Hamid, and he was a huge fan of yours. And you wrote to him, and he turned the key. Yeah, it was interesting turn of events, right? Um, and uh, I don't know why they're fans of ours. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> I, don't I don't think either. I've ever said anything nice about um, Pakistan. You know, I know full well what we were dealing with in, in Afghanistan um, with Pakistan. They, but they, they, we've always had this sort of like interesting relationship with yeah. Pakistan, and it, which which is indicative of the messiness of, of foreign policy in the Middle East, right? Everybody wants to think it's good guys and bad guys, but it, it's never uh, it's never that simple. I will tell you, um, and, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for General Hamid and the uh, Prime Minister of Pakistan, though, uh, thousands would not be moving to safety. Now they have they have opened that door that only Pakistan could have opened. Yeah, and, and, and they deserve some, a lot of praise for that. Um, they went ahead and, and used their influence, and they have a lot uh, to make it happen when our administration here was just not doing it. And, and, and it, was, it was difficult to deal with the State Department on this because you know, you'll, you'll finally get a hold of, of somebody with some power, and they're like, look, we've been working on this the whole time. You know, we're, we're, we're definitely with you. And we're like, okay, well, that's, that sounds good. Um, you know, I don't think you've been working on it the whole time, but it sounds like at least you changed your mind. So, so let, that's great. You know, like I, I won't blast you on Twitter. Um, but that, but then, but then I'd come in and hear things from, from other groups, not necessarily yours, that they're still not getting planes out. And, and, and it's a complicated situation. I mean, sometimes there's a legitimate reason, um, you know, state department just couldn't verify who was on the plane. It, sometimes that was the case. But it was frustrating, and it just never felt like um, they were really taking it that seriously. And again, to, to your to your previous point, I, I I thought they were all about helping. Yeah, I thought they were all about yep. And, and yeah, you know, we were. Hey, we're the racist. You I know, know. <laughs> and we're doing all the work. They're they're, they're, they're it's crazy. It's crazy. The, the, the truth the truth is is that Democrats are always more excited about getting people into the country that they that they believe they yeah. can count on as a voter voter block. And like Afghans like aren't necessarily yeah, they're like it's definitely not obvious that they would vote Democrat and same with Cubans, Venezuelans. So they, yeah. they just have a less Puerto Ricans too. You know, n- notice they always call for uh, Washington D.C. state but not Puerto Rico. Right. You know why that is? Because Puerto Rico elects Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I ask you one more question? Um, the army is coming out and talking about dishonorable uh, discharges for people who won't take the vaccine. Am I? Do I have that right? And if so, what can be done to stop dishonorable discharges from the military? That's not right. It, yeah, this is another infuriating thing. It's just they always have to take this too far. Look, I mean, look, I, I get it. In the military, you're required to take vaccines. Um, we, we've been required to do it for a long time. Um, now, people have concerns about this one. And you're not going to erase those concerns by forcing it on them. And you're, you're not going to erase, erase those concerns 
by, by also changing DOD policy. Now, this is where it gets bad. You know, I, I'm unaware of anybody ever being expelled dishonorably from the military um, for, for a normal vaccine refusal. And in normal vaccine refusals, in normal times, you know, you can apply for the religious exemption. They don't really care that much. Also, you know, if you're six months away from retirement, uh, you don't have to take your vaccines anymore. And um, they erased that waiver for COVID-19. Wow. Specifically. You know, so it's just these little things that are so unnecessary. And there's, but there's hundreds of people in the SEAL teams that just don't want to take it. Look, and my advice to them is, don't throw your career away for this. Like what they're doing is wrong, but don't throw your career away for this. Um, I, I have no evidence to suggest there's anything wrong with the vaccine, but there's a lot of smart people on this. So see, look, I'm a pro vaccine guy. I'm just completely anti mandate. Um, and you know, th- there's gotta be a level of trust between the, the authorities and, and the people underneath those authorities. And uh, that trust has been broken a long time ago. And our DOD leadership just needs to recognize that just be good leaders and recognize that, look, you push too far, you're going to have a real, a real blow to force readiness because you're going to force so many people out. The people that you need, by the way, recruiting isn't that easy. You know, there's not that many people that are really both qualified and want to join the military. So we need everybody we can get. And you're just kicking people out. You know, what if they had previous immunity? Like, why isn't there a waiver for that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've had a very small number of service members die from COVID. Very, very small. Um, and it's not surprising as to why it's like the age group is like 18 to 45 and generally healthy. Yep. Uh, there's a good reason that you're not hu- hugely at risk and to call this our number one threat. I don't know. Well, I'm not saying no, no, global, that, no, they're, glo- they're act- global they're warming like is it. the number one threat. Global warming is. Oh, that, that's, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Our ships will sink if the sea levels rise. Yeah, that's right. so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw, thank you so much for being on with us. Appreciate it. Great to be with you, Glenn. Thanks. You bet. Bye bye. All right. Let me tell you about uh, Legacy Box. Are you holding on to boxes of old home movies to share with your family? More importantly, do you even have the way to watch them? Every year, VCR and film projectors get harder and harder to find, and the media that you're storing the future on continues to wear down and become more vulnerable. Uh, we have been uh, redoing our house. Uh, we're two weeks away from it being finished. Oh, yeah. I thought you already two, said no, two weeks, weeks away. weeks away. <laughs> we're two weeks away from it being finished. Um, but uh, we we got to the place to where we found all of the boxes of all of the pictures and everything else. Oh, yeah. And I have the legacy box that I've been saving and want to have everything transferred over. It is. It's amazing how bad the pictures from the 70s and the 60s, they all just start to fade. They go away. All those color pictures, they're just so faded. You've got to preserve these things. And the thing I like about Legacy Box is once you get the box, like right now they're running a special of 40% off, you get the box, you can save it. You don't have to turn it in right away. You yeah. get the savings when you do the box. Oh, that's great. And and don't they have to something where like when you have these like faded pictures, they can actually help enhance them and bring them back to life a little bit. I mean, it's amazing. It's, pretty cool. it's a really amazing. Yeah. And you can get them on a thumb drive, the cloud, a DVD, whatever you whatever you want them stored on. Legacybox.com slash Beck. Uh, take advantage of the limited time offer. 40% off right now. Legacybox.com slash Beck. Legacybox.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. You know what I hate is the fact that we all see this as a dual culture right now. And these elites don't mean what they say. They, they don't. I mean, the Emmys were okay for everybody to gather and sit around and not have a mask. But 
you have to. I mean, in Los Angeles, it's crazy. You can't do anything. It's carved right out of the law. Right. If you're a performer, you don't have to deal with this stuff. And that makes no sense whatsoever. That's not how COVID works. Oh, really? Yeah. COVID, apparently, when you walk across the border, you can't get it. But when you fly in, you you can. can. You can. (laughs) You know, you can. As we all know, there's that level of height. Like COVID is a big deal with COVID. You know, if you're in a plane, very dangerous. It's like if a you're nuclear walking, weapon. It wouldn't be as bad unless it was about two two uh, miles up above the city. There you go. If it hits the ground, <laughs> then it's not as bad. It's not as bad. Right. That's kind of what's going on with COVID hmm. okay. uh, here. All right. But uh, it, is, it is interesting because we really have come a long way. I mean, things are, are much, even just this year, we were talking about this off the air, the Super Bowl in Tampa, there was 11,000 people in that stadium. And a bunch of cardboard cutouts. And a bunch of cardboard cut- cutouts to make it look full. That that was this year, in February of this year. You, you watch the if you watch the very first the kickoff game a couple weeks ago on Thursday night again in Tampa uh, Stadium. Oh, same stadium. I never even thought of that. Yeah, yeah. completely packed. Like you know, wall to wall, completely packed to the rafters. And it's like, well, you know, they're not really rafters in an outdoor stadium, but that's that's a side yeah. point. The the bottom line the bottom line there is that like we. We really, it really has come a long way this year. I mean, things are different, and that was Florida in February of this I, year. They were only in, allowing eleven thousand. In New people. York, it's really, really bad, and they're saying you know they have to have vaccine passports. Nobody's really enforcing them. Yeah, and they're they're point their finger down to Texas. That's what it's like in Texas, and has been for a while. We got it. We got it. We got it. That's what they're saying. This is ridiculous. We got it. Sure. And they're not enforcing. Well, that's against the law in New York. Why Why aren't they enforcing it? Why isn't that happening? Because they know too many people are saying this is bullcrap. Just like I think with the Emmys. If you, if you are in Los Angeles and that's okay and you have to mask up, does that seem right to you? This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about American financing. Take for a moment, ask yourself, where do you see yourself in five years? Now, in the next 20 minutes, you are going to probably adjust that uh, view. Uh, Where do you see yourself in five years? Can you save money? Can you stop paying so much in interest on your credit cards? Can you what is your mortgage interest rate? If it's not down uh, three or below, you're paying way too much. I want you to call American Financing right now, 800-906-2440. Maybe you'll make that call uh, after you listen to the first 20 minutes or watch tonight's TV show. Uh, But you'll understand why I have been feeling the uh, hot breath of doom on my uh, the back of my neck for a while it's coming it's coming and you need to be set up americanfinancing.net Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk to you about how your life is going to forever change. And it already is. We're already on the road. You know it, but you may not be able to name it. You probably just think, oh, well, it's just COVID. Mm. Is it? 
Is it just COVID? And if it is COVID, um, who brought us COVID? There are some new documents out that I have to share with you. We're doing a special in a couple of weeks. It'll be in uh, October. Uh, that uh, is pretty buttoned up case on... Where did that come from? Who was involved in that? And uh, what's it being used for now? There's lots of agendas involved, but the biggest agenda is to get you under control, get your spending under control, make sure that you're only doing things that the government wants you to do. And this is not just a U.S. government. This is a global thing. It's happening all over the world. That's why you're seeing the lockdowns pretty consistently everywhere in the world. I'm going to give you some things to think about in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. What do you feed your dog, typically? What do you feed your dog? Do you even know? I don't even know the name of this crap. I don't know the name of the food, no. All I know is you, you put a little rough greens on top. Yeah, that's all I know. Yeah. I know I get it out of a big white bag that looks like looks like a prescription food you know oh, okay. what i mean sure yeah i just like it because you can put you can pretty much give them styrofoam peanuts and they'll eat it if you put rough greens on them. <laughs> now, i don't know if that's healthy well joe biden has been <laughs> apparently putting uh rough greens all over secret service agents oh and, really? and yeah mm. the, his dog loves it <laughs> loves that's it that's true <laughs> uh there is rough greens rough greens not a dog food but it's a supplement that you sprinkle on the dog food it's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants. You name it. It is good. It is healthy for your dog, and you can get it right now. In fact, get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out. It's Rough Greens. Uh, all you have to do is go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Pay for shipping on that first bag just to, for your dog to try out, and then order a full bag of Rough Greens and watch what happens to your dog. It's pretty amazing. 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. Okay, I just want to throw a few things out here tonight uh, or today and, um, and get you ready for tonight's broadcast only on Blaze TV. Uh, if you were somebody who listened to me in 06 and 07, especially in 07, I was freaking out in 07. Do you remember uh, before the collapse? Like the, the few months before the collapse, I was desperate to find anyone who would verify or take it apart and say, no, Glenn. But everyone I met with, they would always get down to the argument of, you don't understand. There's so much money that is involved here, it, it, the systems will will hold it. It's not going to fall apart. And I'm like, I think you rely too much on these systems that no one can really explain. Uh, I think you're wrong. And in 07, hmm, freaking out a little bit and saying, please pay attention to what's going on. I feel exactly the same way, but it's not necessarily about the economy. It is about the economy, but uh, it's the whole thing this time. It's the whole thing. It is going to dramatically change all of our lives. And it is going to hit you financially 
like nothing will ever hit you. And it is it has happened two other times before in American history where we've changed our currency. And this is just one little piece of it. And generally speaking, every time that we have had to change our currency and go to like, for instance, the last time this happened was in the 20s. We went to the greenback. Once you do that and you change the old currency loses value and it's only worth about 60 cents for every dollar. So you'll lose 40% of your savings when it happens. And it is going to happen. And this is why they're talking about a digital dollar. The Fed is very clear. This is the way they're moving. They are right now trying to make sure they know everything that you are doing. If you put in or take out $600 at your bank, the federal government is going to be notified. Now, they say they're just going after the rich, but I know a lot of people that take $600 out of their bank account and are not rich. I know a lot of people that put $600 in their bank account and, and put it in and they're not rich, take it out and they're not rich. I mean, when you're moving $100,000, $200,000, you know, then I could say, oh, you're probably pretty rich. $600? Again, it's about control. I want you to understand that your your country has fundamentally changed. You are no longer living in the country that we all thought we were living in. And I think you know that by now. When the when the National Archives say that our founding documents are racist and they need trigger warnings, what happens? What's the next step? There's only two steps to go from there. You say, you know, that was a crazy time, right? Right? When we were burning all the art and the books. Oh, we were stupid. That's one. The other one is, well, we knew they were offensive. We got to just get rid of them. Just put them away. They're too offensive. We're not doing that anymore. If your government and your archives are now saying that your founding documents are racist and offensive... How much longer will they be, they may be preserved forever, but how much longer will they be in use? You can't say something is racist and offensive and then still use it. They are walking us to an edge. The latest is now the the airlines should shame the frequent flyers. If you used to fly with the airlines and you had a lot of air miles, you would get perks. Everything is up that was down. The entire world is inside out. Now they're saying we should shame the frequent flyers, not give them perks. Now, this takes everything that we know about business and turns it upside down. Why did the airlines say frequent flyer programs? Because they knew people were traveling and they wanted them to travel on their airlines. They wanted the money because it helped their airline. If you are saying don't fly on airlines, how do those airlines not become Aeroflot? 
How do those airlines continue to innovate and give you great service if they are telling people not to fly? Well, they need to tell people not to fly because that's the only way they'll get their little green stamp from the government because air travel is so bad. They're upset that Easter uh, this last year was up 800 percent from the year before. Well, of course, it was up 800 percent from the year before. Nobody was going anywhere the Easter before last. And so it's up 800 percent. That's bad for the environment. So what is that going to do? Well, that's going to mean that we have fewer choices in airlines. Now, they say that they're not getting rid of air travel, but I'm guaranteeing you air travel will go back to the way it was in the 1960s, which is kind of nice. You know, fly me to the moon. When that was happening, it was a jet setting kind of thing that I'm going to I'm going to take you down to the beaches, baby, and we're going to go with a with the jet setters. It was for the rich. It was for the famous. You got dressed up. It's going to be that way again. You're not going to get dressed up, but it's going to be that way again. For the sake of the planet. Now, what does that do? In some ways, it might be a good thing because maybe our families will stay together. Because if you can't fly, and of course your evil car is going to cost you $8 a gallon in gasoline, you're also not going to drive very much. That's just two things. That's the price of gas and the idea that we shouldn't travel as much by air. Think how much that's going to change our lives, all of our lives. This is just one thing. And let me go a little deeper on that one thing. Right now, the banks, Citibank has just gotten on board with BlackRock, where they are no longer going to give anyone a loan that is building any kind of fossil fuel plant to be able to create energy. Now, I don't know if the geniuses, and they do, I don't know if the geniuses have figured this out or thought of it, but when you are going to an all-electric car, all-electric vehicle-based economy, you're going to need more electricity, not less. Tonight, I'm going to show you the five categories that made America great. And I'm not talking about, well, I am kind of. I'm not talking about America is great because America is good, although that does play a role. I'm talking about what made the United States of America the powerhouse that it always was. Because in the 20th century, something happened. And we became the powerhouse. And it's very clear what those things were. And right now, all five of them are being dismantled. And, and I mean dismantled in an, in an epic uh, pattern. Inflation is out of control. You know it and I know it. 
You can't get the goods and services that you've always counted on. Do you know that there was a time before COVID that one ship in the port of Los Angeles, one ship waiting was a big deal? Okay, they can move these ships through the ports like crazy. One ship waiting was a big deal. And that was usually uh, cleared, you know, within a day. There are now 73 ships, cargo ships off the coast of California waiting to dock. The docks are all screwed up. COVID, they don't have enough people to work, yada, yada, yada. That's why you can't get anything. There's 73 ships waiting to put things on to our ground that you might be waiting for right now. I'm sorry, but I don't believe all of this is happening just because of COVID. The government is playing a role in keeping people off of work. They want UBI. And they also want to train you not to work. That it's easier just to stay home. We can't play into that. They're also doing everything they can to hurt farmers. I'm going to show you what they're doing to farmers tonight that I believe, I truly believe, and I don't mean just farmers here in America. I mean farmers all around the world. This is happening on a global scale. I truly believe this idea that they have and are implementing now is as dangerous as Mao's five-year plan, which caused China to starve to death. I believe by 2030, if we don't wake up and start standing up as a people and going, whoa, 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 whoa. No, my elected official never put that into law. If we don't start standing up and demanding that these agencies are under control, I believe global starvation will hit epic, epic levels by 2030. So what can you do? Tonight, I'm going to show you the scenario of the five categories. It is the plan to make not only the United States, but every country that's not already Venezuela, Venezuela. It is the epic takedown of the West. And I'll give you some things that you must do to prepare. That's tonight at nine o'clock on blazetv.com slash back blazetv.com slash back it's worth joining just for tonight's show you will get information that i don't think you're going to get anywhere else uh and in a few weeks we have a we have a covid special that i guarantee you you will not get anywhere else and if we do anything that you find worthy please join us we need your support uh, it's blazetv.com slash glenn and the promo code is glenn okay thank you all right our sponsor this half hour is american financing boy here is something that you should do you should call american financing right now i i want you to call them and see if they can help you get your monthly debt down i'm going to share some stats with you in just a second it is it's staggering you have to get your debts down you have to get your payments 
uh, monthly payments down. And you can do that just by reducing the interest rate. If you have a mortgage, if you're paying 3% or more, you're paying way too much, way too much. Please call American Financing now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. Do a consolidation loan where you can get all of your credit cards paid off and then start paying the, the uh, interest. Instead of 12, 15, 18%, you're paying 2.5%. American Financing can help you save hundreds, if not $1,000 a month. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, like- www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10 seconds, station ID. So there is... Uh, Uh, Coming from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the Consumer Expenditures Study, for the year of 2020, how much did you pay for health care, entertainment, clothing, and food? The average person amounted to $16,839.89 for food, $7,000, clothing, $1,500, health care, 5100 entertainment 3000 that's about what the average person spent last year so all of your hard work goes to pay for those things right entertainment healthcare clothing and food how much did you pay in taxes remember you paid $16,839 for food and clothing and healthcare and entertainment in taxes, you paid $17,211. Do you remember when Mitt Romney said, look, we're never going to get the 47% to go along with us? Do you remember that? It was a big scandal at the time. Why? What was he saying? He was saying 47% of the population doesn't pay federal income taxes. And so they're always going to be on the side. We're not going to be able to get them with tax cuts because they're already paying zero. Okay. That was in 2012. 47%. And I remember thinking, if it ever gets to 51%, Franklin's prophecy about how it's over will happen. Mm-hmm. Because once you get the majority, you can never talk that down. Uh, down. Uh, I hope you're sitting down. 47% of people in Mitt Romney 2012. Today, that number is 61%. Pay no tax. 61% of America pays no income tax. They get it taken out in payroll, but they get it back on April 15th, or they're getting it back now through other programs. So you end up not paying any federal income tax. That means 41% is carrying the entire load. Just, uh, uh, I know you're not a mathematician, but 39. Oh, 39. Yeah. Sorry. 39%. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a doctor, man. <laughs> uh, 39%. 39% Incredible. is carrying the entire load. And told constantly they're not paying their fair share. Exactly right. When 61 don't pay anything. In federal income tax, you paid $8,811.78, the average person that's paying tax. Remember, you paid for food 
7,316. So you paid over $1,000 more for tax than you did for food. Hmm. State and local income taxes, $2,500. Clothing was $1,400, $1,500. Social security taxes, 5392 That's health care was about the same amount. Uh, and entertainment, you paid about the same amount in property taxes. Hmm. I know what I get when I spend my money. What am I getting when the government is spending my money? This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, I know the answer to that. Redistribution. Uh, here we go. Relief factor. If you have frequent pain in your life, it's not uncommon and millions of people suffer from it every day. When that inflammation hits your joints, whether it's from uh, regular exercise, uh, of day-to-day living, the effects of aging, whatever, it's like dragging a car on a chain behind you every day. I know because I was in severe pain every single day and nothing, nothing. I mean, I went to the Mayo Clinic. I went, I went to Columbia, everywhere. Nothing worked. Strangely, really, Factor did. And I think, and I'm not, well, I am a doctor, so I can speak about this. Uh, they, there's about four different things that help reduce inflammation. And so you try one and it doesn't work, try the other. Relief Factor thought, why don't we just put all four of them in here? And it works for a stunning amount of people. 70% the, try the quick start trial pack for three weeks. Go on to order more. Please give it a shot. What do you have to lose? You have everything to gain. Your life comes back relieffactor.com 800-583-84 relieffactor.com and get blaze tv.com slash glenn get that 10 bucks off your subscription to blaze tv it's glenn tv followed by stew does america tonight this is the glenn beck program uh it's really difficult to take something as big as the great reset uh, and boil it down. It's very easy to sound like you're a conspiracy theorist. Very easy. Um, and they know that. And Cass Sunstein and his ilk uh, have, have designed the whole system to be able to say that about people. They know uh, that most people are not paying attention. And have you ever talked to somebody... I was talking to some scientists a um, couple of couple of uh, days ago because uh, we're doing a big COVID show in October, and these guys are from all over the world, and they have been working together to get to the real truth because it doesn't make sense. And they started in, and I had my chalkboard out, and I'm like, "Okay, look, here's the story as I understand," it, and I put a story arc out, and. We started talking about it and they would go, no, no, wait, but you don't understand that's blah, 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 blah. And they got into all kinds of technical stuff. And I'm like, what, what, wait, stop, stop. What is that about? And they're like, well, you can't say this. If it's a blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, that's not even important to the story. It's not even important to the story. It is to you guys because you're so deep into it. But to the average person hearing it, it's like drinking from a fire hose. You know, and that's why it is so critical that, you know, right now people are seeing and feeling there's there's no way that 
Biden, you know, Biden in Iowa has a 31 percent approval rating in Iowa. Thirty one percent. It's not not good. Suboptimal. Suboptimal yeah. is the right uh, word for it. So you got that going for you. There's there's a, a reason why uh, people are able to wake up because things are going so horribly right now that the average person can see it and feel it and it hits them in their pocketbook and it will continue to do that. And honestly, it is uh, the only answer here is to be happy, friendly, and kind. And I know that sounds horrible because people are like, what? What? I want to fight. I want to rip their throats out. Okay, okay. I got it. But you, to, to fight is insanity at this point. It's insanity. I don't want a civil war. 600,000 people plus died in our last civil war. That's a really bad idea. And that also destabilizes absolutely everything. So all of our wealth, all of it, it's gone. Our jobs, everything we think of as America, gone. We have to do everything we can to avoid all of that. And right now, the way the Democrats are speaking what they're doing to our schools people are awake and you need to you need to be friends with them and talk them down out of the tree the people who voted differently say i i i got it hey can you just help me out because i'm man i think i'm 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 seeing something and maybe i'm wrong but have you seen this connection and this connection how do you explain that? Because I can't, I can't make heads or tails of that. I can't, you know, one of the things I've been saying lately is because people give everybody the benefit of the doubt because we want to. We want to believe that everybody loves our country just as much as we do. And they are looking for a same great outcome. They just have a different way of getting there. Okay, if that's true and you're just incompetent, once in a while, things would break that would break our way. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it was just random mistakes, I just didn't know I would do. It would not always be to the detriment of everything we hold dear. But everything breaks that way. Tell me a mistake that has been made that you would classify as a mistake or your friends would classify as a mistake that has been like, wow, did that work out for our advantage? Can you name one? Because I can't. Tell me something that's breaking towards freedom and the Constitution. Seems like we're going the opposite way. Going the opposite way. And of course, obviously, we've had part of this is related to COVID and all the changes over the past couple of years. But we talked about that number. I think it was 61% of people didn't pay any federal income tax. And a, a good chunk of that difference is because of covid being a very strange year and we changed a lot of systems and a lot of money went back to people and and there were payments from the government and all the things that we know occurred so you could in a normal america look at that and say 
it may have been a mistake, it may not have been a mistake, we may have had to have done it, or whatever you think, but it's a temporary thing. We 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 did but this this not. one time, and uh, we're just going to have to deal with this one year. Correct. But they're trying to lock in all these changes. Correct. They're trying to lock in these payments to people uh, every even, month for Even not when you know that we have 11 million jobs unfilled, and that means small businesses are hurting, um, corporations even are hurting. They can't get people to make their stuff, do the things that they have to. Trucking, all of it, all of it, it's hurting. Those policies are keeping people out of their jobs, and it's empirical evidence. And they know it, and they're doing it anyway. So is that just an honest mistake? Because honest mistakes do happen. Let's say, let's just say Afghanistan was an honest mistake. Will you come out eventually when it's that devastating and say, that was a huge mistake. Um, we're getting some of these people who help make the decision. They're going to be going away. We've got some other people that were saying the right things and we just didn't listen to them. Um, and they're coming in and we're changing our policy and we're doing this X, Y, and Z. That's what happens when you make a mistake. They don't say that. They don't do that. Nobody ever pays for a mistake because I'm convinced they're not mistakes. They're not. You make a certain amount of mistakes in the same direction. You wonder maybe none of them are mistakes. Correct. Uh, yeah, and part, because they have a different worldview. Yeah. And there's also some of this that's, that's taking advantage of the circumstances and maximizing them to be able to further a longstanding plan that they've talked about openly. Correct. Right. So, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, they're, you know, I mean, I don't even go down. Like, it's just it, the bottom line is that they, they see this. They see all of these terrible things as a crisis that cannot go to waste. If we're going to have to deal with these things, why not further the goals we've been talking about behind closed doors and out in the open for a really long time? We can lock in things that we've never been able to lock in before. Mm hmm. And they're doing it right in front of our eyes. And you have the president saying that we are going to fundamentally change our capitalist system. Go from a stakeholder, a shareholder mm -hmm. to a stakeholder. That's very different. Because this system doesn't work for everyone. Well, wait a minute. And when you look at if 39% are paying for the entire load... And they're paying the income tax. When they say we're going to raise the income tax, who are they raising that on? They're raising that income tax on the wealthy. And everybody says, yeah, get the wealthy. Well, now that's the top 39% who's carrying the entire load. Um, you might not want to piss them off or do things that will hurt their businesses. You might want to keep that cash cow coming. You don't kill the cash cow. So if you have 39% paying all of the taxes, now think of this. That includes anybody who's making over, what, $400,000, $200,000? Um, beginning on my career, when I was, when I was making good money, $200,000 a year, what was I doing with that money? I was building this business. I was employing how many people at one point? I think I was employing myself like 150 people. You're going to you're going to come after me 
the small businessman and you're going to make me pay more because the only thing I'm going to do is I'm going to have to fire people and downsize because I'm spending all that money for growth. They're going to start penalizing people with houses. They're making it, they're going to make it impossible for people to own land or a farm. Do you know that in um, New Mexico, they're now trying to pass a bill uh, for 50-50. They want the people of New Mexico to put 50% of all of New Mexico in a global trust. Mm. Hmm, that sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> it does sound like a bad idea. Yeah. 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 You know what's going to happen? You know how they're going to get to their 50-50 goal in the entire United States? They're going to make it impossible for you to have to pay your taxes. They're going to make it impossible for you to do it unless you sell your your house or your land. Because remember, the idea by 2030 is that you don't own anything. That implies somebody does. The government does. Meaning no private ownership. No private ownership. You can't take America that was built on private ownership remember that's what we came away from we were in england where you couldn't really own the land you rented the land or worked the land from the lord or the lady you didn't have property you couldn't do that we're going back to that and they say no one will own it well someone will someone will and it won't be yours so the top 1%, they're not really paying taxes. The billionaires are not paying income tax. They're not. How can they possibly pay more than uh, pay less than a secretary? Because they're not taking income anymore. And you're not affecting any of those George Soroses. I can guarantee you they don't care because they're not affected. So who are you affecting? The people who are trying to move up in class. You're keeping everyone down and telling them, don't work, don't get, don't, don't, you don't work for those, don't, those skills don't matter, don't do it, just learn how to be a protester. Then they're taking the money and the taxes from the people who are trying to build wealth and trying to build something in the entrepreneurial American spirit, and then they're leaving the richest of the rich completely alone. Because those are the lords and the ladies. They have to squeeze this entrepreneurial class and crush it. So you'll have lords and ladies and serfs. Tonight, I'll lay this all out for you on how it's how it's really happening on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you will save today. Make sure you join us and don't miss this one tonight. We'll try to break it down so it's not drinking from a fire hose. Let me set you on a path towards yummy happiness. I want you to go online right now and I want you to A, B, compare any, any grill, any smoker, anything to a Rectech. Then when it arrives, I want you to cook anything you want. I want you to bake a cake in it. I mean, it's, it's an amazing piece of machinery. Uh, the whole thing here is so simple. All you have to do is open it. Well, you don't even have to do that. Open up an app. 
inside the house, on the car, in the on the way home, on the way home from the grocery store where you just got some meat or something and you're hungry. Preheat the oven. Preheat it right now. Get it to the right temperature so you can throw that thing on, sear it, and then smoke it or just cook it to perfection. It has smart grill technology, and you'll not see another big, heavy, stainless steel piece of machinery like this ever. They don't make them this way anymore. And the reason why they can make it this way is they cut out the middleman. You can't find them elsewhere. You have to buy them online. But AB Compare, Rectech. Sign up for their newsletter. Check them out on social media. You'll see the reviews. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech with a Q dot com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Um, I think I'm in with Sean Hannity tonight on his program on Fox. He's been asking for an update on what's happening over in Afghanistan for a while, and I hadn't been able to talk until really yesterday. So I'm going to think. I think I'm on tonight uh, with Sean Hannity. You don't want to miss that. That'll be right uh, after my program in Central Time. Uh, and, uh, and, and make sure you join us for my program, right? Bef- following a right you- after a brand new stew does America. Thank you. I was trying to get you there, but, um, Hey, did you see that the secret service, uh, bought, uh, eight drones, um, from China? That was after three days after the Defense Department said, yeah, the DJI products pose potential threats to national security. And then the. Uh, then the FBI uh, bought eight drones total, that brings them up to 19 drones. From that company from China. What, why are we doing that? Is there, no, is there no one friendly to the United States that we could buy things from? Is there no one? I mean, I know there's not very many people friendly. Did you hear that the the French canceled a meeting with Biden yesterday at, at uh, the UN? They're pretty pissed off. Oh, they're really pissed off. Yeah. About the whole nuclear nuclear submarines. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Australia apparently wanted our technology more mm-hmm. than the French technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't well, necessarily the, blame them for that, but the French, uh, the French submarines, though, I bet they have a great kitchen. Comes with a chef. It comes with a yeah. chef. Uh, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you've got a place for a sauce pot. Yeah. You know, yeah. and everything else. <laughs> um, can we can we stop buying Chinese technology? And uh, and gee, I you know, I, the FBI bought nineteen drones. Secret Service bought eight drones. I, I'd like to stop with the drone thing, too. That's a, maybe something else we should talk about. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. A lot to talk to you about, and including some really interesting uh, information about coronavirus. Mm. And some of the people that were working on coronavirus. Mm. And, and, and Dr. Fauci. We go there in 60 seconds. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. I want you to imagine living in a world where 50%, 60% of the money that you have in the bank is good. The rest of it is just gone. 
Imagine if you've been saving up for retirement for how long? And now we change currencies and it's only worth half of that. That is coming. And, you know, the really nice benefit on this one is, according to the State Department, or sorry, State Department, according to the uh, Treasury, this time it's also going to be um, uh, equity-based. So instead of saying everybody's dollar is worth 60 cents, they're going to say, well, how much money do you have? Are you white? Are you in a protected class? Okay, if you're not, well, then your money is going to be worth 40 cents on the dollar. And this class over here, it might be worth 110, you know, percent. Isn't that great? I love that. We're all going to love it soon. May I suggest that you please call Goldline today. Find out if precious metals are right for you. That is gold or silver. Call them. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. You will see on tonight's show how they are going to take control of everything. I'm going to show you some things about farming tonight that will blow your mind. They want to redesign every bit of farming. And they don't want to do it just, you know, in a test area. They want to do it on the entire globe. And they want to do it and they want to have it all done by 2030. It's insanity. Insanity. When the world returns, it will go to gold. In the meantime, you might need some physical gold or silver just to be able to survive. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. So, Stu, uh, I wish I could say I was puzzled by this uh, report now about the Wuhan scientists planning to release coronavirus particles into a cave of bats. Um, But I'm not, and the only reason why I'm not is because I'm working on a show that's coming out in October. And I knew this particular piece of this uh, about two weeks ago and couldn't get the, couldn't get the evidence uh, to it uh safely let's put it that way they planned to create a chimeric virus genetically enhanced to infect humans more easily now this is 18 months before the first covid-19 case appears researchers had submitted plans to release skin penetrating nanoparticles and aerosols con- containing uh, novel chimeric spike proteins of bat coronaviruses into cave bats in China. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that kind of explains why we think this might be aerosol. And if it is aerosol, that means that space doesn't matter. Time matters. It doesn't matter if you're six feet away. What matters is how long, how long has it been since somebody else who might have had it been in the area? If it's aerosol, which, by the way, I don't believe, I don't believe nature creates. If it's an aerosol, it's just hanging in the air for a long period of time. That's why you could get it and space six feet apart doesn't mean it doesn't make any difference at all. Doesn't make any difference. 
How long has it been since that has been exposed in this area? So anyway, these scientists, 18 months before, they, uh, they went to DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. You know, DARPA. And they said, hey, we'd like to do this experiment and we'd like your funding and your help. And DARPA looked at it and went, uh, I don't think so. DARPA. I think that's where most of our biggest brains are hanging out. And they said, no. That's when Fauci decides to get involved. Uh, it is. Uh, you're going to be you won't be shocked. Uh, but you will be horrified at the truth about the coronavirus. You will understand the world will make complete sense to you. All of a sudden you'll be like, oh, OK. Oh, that's why that was happening. Oh, OK, I got that. You won't understand. You won't get all of the facts yet uh, because a thorough investigation needs to happen, but it probably will not. But maybe we can crack that open a bit. We have a special coming in October that you don't want to uh, miss. I wish I could give it to you now, but it is so complex and we have to have this thing so buttoned up. Every word that comes out of my mouth has to be exactly right or we'll be in trouble. Mm, We'll be in big trouble. You'll um, you'll understand when you see it. Um, did you see Stu chief James Craig leads Gretchen Whitmer by six points? (laughs) It's not surprising that people would be a little tired of the whole Gretchen Whitmer thing in, in Michigan. You mean her success, her incredible success Mm -hmm. and not Mm -hmm. any, not all totally no hypocrisy Mm -hmm. whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Michigan, I think was one of the, I think one of the hardest hit states when it came to really irrational COVID restrictions and you know, people really did not. Uh, well, it depends on what you that. say is irrational. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, like the Emmys, that wasn't irrational. No, they can all totally gather fine. in that room and they can all be having dinner together. They can all be laughing and talking and nobody has to wear a mask because they're entertainers. Now, where do you find where do you find that to be irrational? Yeah, I know. It doesn't see, it seems like for whatever reason these cities and states have decided to have cutouts for people who are famous mm-hmm. or play musical instruments or play sports or are politicians or well, are politicians. Mm-hmm. Do we have it? We don't happen to have. I did. A, have you heard the full excuse from the San Francisco mayor on why she was caught in a nightclub without a mask? The we had it on my show the other night. Um, it, it you is, know what's just crazy is you say, <laughs> did you hear the crazy explanation <laughs> from the San Francisco mayor being caught? And then you follow it in a nightclub without a mask. I, you know, usually right. it's like, who knows what caught in be. some dungeon wearing a leather mask. <laughs> uh, that may have happened later in the yeah, evening. I mean, but that that's how crazy things have been being caught in a nightclub within it without a mask. Here she is. I was there. 
Okay. I was eating okay. and I was drinking okay. and I was sitting with my friends mm-hmm. and everyone who came in there was vaccinated. Okay. So the fact that we have turned this into a story Challenge. about being maskless. No, I'm not going to sip and put my mask on. Sip and put my mask on. Right, you have sip to do an airplane. Stop, stop for a second. Stop, That's stop. exactly what they tell you to do mm-hmm. on, an, on an airplane every time you fly. Yes. Yeah. Ever since Joe Biden got in, he changed all the regulations of what they need to say mm-hmm. on the airplane. They say you need to take a sip and then put your mask back on. Put, take a bite, put your mask back on and chew. So that is specifically something we're all supposed to be doing on airplanes. But she's in a nightclub with much poorer ventilation and is okay with that. But she has not told you the real reason okay, why Okay, yet. all right. Because, okay, I okay. mean, you might say, like, there are extenuating circumstances, right? right yeah, Things she, can happen where maybe you would she not wear a mask. Was, um she was mugged and all they stole was her mask it could be that could be what if it was the most exhilarating circumstance you could possibly imagine like the most exciting thing possible occurred and it just made you forget all of the rules she was a chippendales dancer and i don't think she i don't think again i don't the gender thing's difficult these days but i I think that's what i was men right well oh my gosh you're such a sexist let me hear what she had to say I had a good time at the Black Cat. Okay. And I think it's sad that um, this is even a story. She had a good time. Um, the fact is, um, there was something that was really Ooh, um, here comes. monumental. Monumental. Her. Mm-hmm. And that is, it is Tony, 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 mm-hmm. the original members, the oh, brothers, the bro- Raphael Sadiq. And Dwayne Wiggins, who have not performed Mm. in public for, I believe, at least over 20 years. Wow. They are just really um, some of the most incredible artists Mm. in the history of this country and the Bay Area in particular. Right. And the fact that that is getting lost here is very unfortunate. Now, stop. (laughs) You have to understand, Glenn. This is the... Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. One with a Y, one with an I, one with an E. Tony, Tony, Tony. Right. They were back together. Oh, I... Now, that, America, why isn't the media covering that? America has been waiting <laughs> for Tony, Tony, Tony. I know. It was monumental. Because I remember Tony, Tony, Tony. I remember now, Tony, 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 and I was a DJ at the time, and you give me a hint... On what their one hit might have been called. I'm looking here. Feels good. Is that the hint or is that the name of the song? Because I, that's the name of the song. Thank Feels you. good. Feels good. Do we have a clip of that, sir? Feels good. Feels good. I, I do I, remember Tony, Tony, Tony largely because of the, they spelled it three different ways. Mm-hmm. Y, I, and E at the end of Tony, Tony, Tony. Mm-hmm. But I could not remember any of the songs. Songs? You think they had songs? They had one. It was just one, It right? was just one hit, yeah. And when I say hit, I should say hit? You're calling that a hit? It Feels Good was the first group, uh, group's first single to breach the top 10 in the Billboard Top 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what people say that hit number 10. Right. You yeah. The, yeah, you yeah. Don't, if you got to number four, you yeah, say the top yeah, the five. five. <laughs> yeah, right. As possible. Is then, this, as it becomes easier for don't remember you to this play part. the record well, this is, today, yeah. or as needed. The lead up. Now, can you remember, you think about this, you're in a San Francisco club and you have a mask on, but you're not going to leave it on for this. You're just no, going to... because you're... This is the moment you get up. 
I'm still trying to recognize I this I still song. don't recognize don't it. Don't recognize it. Uh, still don't. It's pretty long. But I'm thinking long, to my, I'm, but I am thinking to myself that I'm in a nightclub. And all of a sudden they say, ladies and gentlemen, Tony, Tony, Tony. Are there lyrics in this song? And they still don't come out. (laughs) They still don't come out. But you're just screaming. You're on your feet screaming. And you think, I don't recognize this song. Are you sure this is the right song? It sounds like the right era, but I know this is not the right at all. Go go deeper into that. That's got to be. No, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever heard this song in my life. So, no, I've never no. heard this song. Stop. This was this is a this was a, a mistake in history. Okay. Well, you're talking about Raphael Sadiq. Yeah, but he and wasn't. Jim McGuffins and they didn't bring, they didn't bring in Raphael Sadiq. Raphael Sadiq and he Terrence came with McCubbers. them with the other Tony and the other Tony. I, she only mentions two Tonys, by the way. This is another issue what I have with this statement. She only mentions the two Tonys, which neither one of them are named Tony. We should we should note that Raphael but Sadiq. That's that. <laughs> Sadiq. That's uh, Tony is short for Sadiq. Tony is short for Sadiq. And it's a different culture. You know, Anthony, Anthony, Tony. Tony. I kind of thought it would be like, you know, a band you'd listen to at like, like they're playing like Italian music, but no. No, Tony, Um, Tony, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. eh? Can we hear the rest of her statement? Because there's still more. She's, she has other things you need to know. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. About Tony, Tony, Tony. People followed up somehow. A trumpeteer. Maurice Mobetta Brown. Mobetta Brown. Who Mm -hmm. is just phenomenal. These Mm -hmm. incredible musicians. Incredible. Who performed. She's still going on about Tony, 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 by the way. The spirits of not just myself, (laughs) but all of the people who were there. I was sitting at my table. This is craziness. I don't know about you and whether or not you know who Raphael Sadiq and Dwayne Wiggins are. (laughs) Dwayne Wiggins. But I don't know about you, but. If you know who they are, if you know who they are, I don't care where you're sitting. You're gonna get up yeah. and start dancing. Up. My drink was sitting at the table. A drink at a table. I got That's up and okay. started dancing up. because I was feeling the spirit. Oh, yeah, the spirit. and I wasn't sister. thinking about a mask. Oh, Screech she on. wasn't. She wasn't thinking about a mask. Glenn. No, she, she was feeling the spirit. She wasn't thinking about a mask. Right now, I haven't heard that excuse be accepted. By the CDC? By the CDC. Yeah. Or any airline? Dr. Fauci now I is like, to look, tell you. unless you're feeling the spirit, obviously, if Tony, Tony, Tony <laughs> is playing. It is the Tony, Tony, Tony clause. It is. Yeah, it is. Of the Constitution. There's Not a of the Constitution. No? That's ridiculous. Of the CDC rules and regulations. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's like you have a bad case of Ebola. Do not walk into a crowd Unless you hear Tony, Tony, Tony. Right. Uh, you know, look, we're going to have to triple mask your two-year-old. Right. Who may also be feeling the spirit right. uh, somehow. But if it's not Tony, Tony, Tony related, then right. I'm sorry the kid right. can't breathe. That's the way it works. I'm so sorry. We're going to mask your two-year-old. But if the freaking mayor of San Francisco decides indoors in a nightclub that tony 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 moves her could it soul be, wait a minute could it be that your soul is moved by frank dino and sammy okay i okay. don't think so it's tony tony no. tony can't be frank dino and sammy no, no. i will say this wow that's that's oh, i'm sorry that was probably white oppression although sammy davis jr was 
black and mm. Jewish. I, I, I don't know. The only thing that know. makes sense here is if you start hearing Tony, Tony, Tony music, you take your mask off because you'd rather have COVID. You'd then listen to another. Beat if I were in San Francisco, Tony, Tony, honest Tony. to God, if I were in San Francisco, mm-hmm. I would get one of those little teeny tape players. You know, that, you know, usually used to spy on people. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's the only reason why you have them. You're the a mini spy. Cassette, yeah, yeah. yeah, mini cassette. Mm-hmm. So I'd have one of those, and every time, every time somebody would ask me, "Sir, where's your mask?" I would just. Pick. I'd have that right there. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm the spirit moves me. Spirit's moving me right uh, now. Tony. Talk to the mayor. <laughs> she, I mean, do you know who Raphael Sadiq is? Yeah. You ever hear of Dwayne Carruthers or, uh, or I can't, I don't know why I can't get the name right. The other one, you got to get the other Brown? Mo Betta Brown. Now, Mo Betta Brown. He's a trumpetist. Trumpeteer. Trumpeteer. He's a trumpeteer. Trumpeteer. He's a trumpeteer. I'm not sure trumpeteer is any better than trumpetist. I don't know either. <laughs> All right. Uh, our commercial sponsor this half hour is AMAC. All right. Let me tell you, uh, you know, when you get up into your 50s, I guess you're supposed to join one of these clubs, uh, you know, that gives you all of the discounts and everything else. I'm 50. I did it. Uh, and it gives you the discounts. The reason why I did it was not for the discount. I did it because I believe in AMAC. I believe that if we don't all stand together, and have our voices be heard in groups. They're not going to be heard. And AMAC was formed. I was there. I remember I was re- remember meeting the guy who started it. And he started it because he was so frustrated what was going on with health care with the Obama administration. And he saw one of these other groups throw their lot in because they were going to get benefits. Not because their people were going to get benefits. It's got to stop. Now they are a strong voice because there's about two, two and a half million members now. And when you start to break two, three, four million members that you have a very powerful voice in Washington and it needs to be heard. So please stand with the people who are standing with us and making a big difference in Washington. And you'll get also all of the other benefits that you would normally come to expect from, you know, something like AMAC, A-M-A-C. A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck. A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. Did we talk about, you know, there's one, everybody says, there's if there's one person on your bucket list, one person that you could meet. That's alive because I hate it because everybody's like, well, of course, Jesus. Really? The guy would look right into your eyes. He'd pierce your soul. You'd be like, oh, crap, I don't feel well. <laughs> you know what I mean, I'd like to meet Jesus. Really? I bet he'd like to meet you, too. <laughs> you know, if you're Billy Graham, OK, yeah. meet Jesus. Me? Uh uh-uh. uh. If you're Tony, uh-uh. Tony, Tony, yes, yeah, of course okay. you do. Right, of course you do. He's he's you know turning you know wine into water or water mm-hmm. into wine, whichever one he decides he needs. But he hears Tony, Tony, Tony come on. He's like, Mom, hang on, I got to get to the dance floor. Right, that's the way it works. That's the way it works. I, see, my my all time dream would be to meet Tony. Which one? The E. Wow. Yeah, T O N E. Tony. That's a dream. No, seriously, if you can meet anybody, who would you meet? I have no idea. I can't think of one person, honestly, off the top of Seriously, my head. Seriously, there's nobody. I'm sure there is. I just... Like I'll, Elon Musk. There's nobody that you would like to meet. Uh, I, people aren't really interesting to me. Um, 
I kind of well, I have to. The I whole lockdown to, era has worked well, I honestly, to, in my world. I have to plumb this a little deeper uh, because <laughs> think of anybody, that yeah. is something new, and I might hmm. be with you on that. Yeah. I might be with you. They're not great. Yeah. I, I will say the human race. It's just we've now see so much of so many. We we should reverse we that. Should Let's go less. backward. Yeah. All right. You want the best sleep you've ever had? You want it consistently? Is consistency? Um, uh, consistently? What are you waiting for? Um, I've been telling you about my pillow products for a long time. Their pillow, their pillow is is really great. You put your fists on each side. You put it kind of through, and it fluffs up once. You're not fluffing it all night long. It stays fluffed. I don't know how. It's witchcraft. It's like sleeping on a cloud with the dream sheets and the pillow and everything else. Have you had tried the Giza dream sheets yet? They're a fraction of what you would pay for, you know, so-called great sheets. Oh, it's got to have 10,000 threads, 10,000 threads, each of them, each of them individually put in by an elf. And that's why they're so expensive. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't even know the thread count of the dream, the Giza Dream Sheets, but they are really great. Sleep on them every night. Love them. You can get them at MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. Get the uh, buy one, get one free offer on the Giza Dream Sheets. They are tremendous. Enter the promo code BECK right now, 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials now at MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. All right, head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Hello and uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, I have to delve a little deeper into what I thought was going to be a quick answer. Uh, <laughs> is there, who is it that's on your bucket list? Is there anybody that you want to meet uh, at all, and Stu came out and said no. <laughs> uh, Plum out of people. I've met more people than I need to meet. Right in my life. Right. I, I now would like to meet negative people. Is that possible? Can I reverse some of the people I've met previously? Yes. Yes, you can. I would like that. Okay. I would like that option. And and this comes from. I. You know. I. I. It, well, you asked me totally on. You know, out of nowhere. Yeah. 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 And I had not really put any thought into it, obviously, but uh, thinking about it, like, I think part of it is that when you meet people that uh, you, you think are really smart or really great in some particular way, you usually build them up in your head to be better than they actually are. And then you meet them and they basically ruin it. Like, I think there's a lot of people whose whose work I like, you know, the, uh, comedians or, you know, uh, authors or whatever. Elon Musk would be fascinating. <laughs> Yeah, but like I, yeah, I mean, like, Elon I don't, Musk. I don't I like. I, there's no. I wouldn't have anything against meeting Elon Musk. But like, oh, I don't, okay, he'd be happy to hear that. Yeah, I, but I don't have any <laughs> desire to meet. Do you have any desire? I mean, you. I like, would, would like to talk. I know you'd I like to interview to him. him. I'd love to interview him. But I, I would like to I, to to be able to sit down at a table and just talk to somebody and let them talk and and just listen. Just and be able to steer the conversation like, but wait, what? But what do you think about this? It would be fascinating. There's so many people that I would like to talk to. They don't want to talk to me, but so many people I would like to talk to. I mean, look, I interview people every day. I listen to podcasts of other people being interviewed. I like hearing people's perspective on the world, but like meeting them. I don't know that that adds much to it. <laughs> like, I, 
You just stay over there. Okay, just you stay over there. Well, I'll I will stay over you. here. I've met too many people. I'd like I'd like to narrow it down to like six. I will tell you that uh, <laughs> I know that Clint Eastwood has me on his bucket list, and you're going to lose your chance, Clint. You're going to lose your chance because Glenn right. can't be possibly alive for I another can't. six months. I, right. mean, it's, I mean, we're towards the end. Obviously, we're towards the end here. And uh, yeah, you know, he's on. I've I've wanted to meet Clint Eastwood forever. That one seems so doable for someone in it's your position. Not. It's strange. I though. don't know how. He's, I don't know. I mean, this is a guy who appeared at the Republican I National know. Convention, and you're and Glenn Beck, and he'd love me. He'd love me like a son, and we'd go horse riding. You have a little, like, f- f- fantasy, seemingly, built in your mind. Can you no, picture would this? Just go, no, we would just go for a talk on the back of a horse. That's right. <laughs> totally you know? normal thing yeah, for a couple totally dudes no. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're going with Clint Eastwood, what, are you going to stand around? Just like, hey, yeah, but like, Clint, I, like, let's go play a round of golf. It's Clint Eastwood. You get, you get on a horse and you go someplace. And it's beautiful. Wherever you are, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. The sun is always setting. And he's smoking mm-hmm. a cigar, and he's got a hat and a poncho on. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, the reason why, yeah. he's 90. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe he's 90 years old. And I don't know if you've seen him. He looks exactly the same. Yeah. yeah he and he's going to lose his, he's gonna lose his chance. He's going to lose meet his you. chance to meet me. Wow. What a, what a terrible tragedy. For yeah. all the things he's done in his life. Yeah, and when he can't that check one's off. on his bucket list. And he's like, nah, I go, he'd never spend any time. I'd make, I'd make room for you, Clint. I would. Wow. That's yeah. qu- quite an honor. I you, would, you do have a list of people though. You, I mean, Elon Musk is always, Elon on Musk is, I'd love Again, to that one Elon. seems doable. He's, he's like, he does interviews. Yeah. No, it's but, me. But to he, me, I strangely, mean, I can get to the prime minister of Pakistan, right? But Elon Musk and Clint Eastwood, <laughs> no. Yeah, I he, mean, they draw the line. Uh, Elon Musk is not certainly no conservative, but he does. Oh, but he is. He is. No, can, I'm just saying. Like, why? Why would anyone talk to you? Obviously, not because they like you. Right? There's, <laughs> there are reasons why you come in contact. We had you had the pre- former president of the United States on. You've had a couple presidents of the United States on since I've known you. Yeah. None of them have been the Democratic presidents of the United States. Correct. You've had George H. W. Bush on. Yes. You've had Donald Trump on. I, I've we, had I, George Bush on. George W. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember that one, but I remember we had Cheney on. We've yeah. had uh, Rumsfeld, Pence on. Yeah. We, we, I mean, you've gone through. You can go through all the key Republican figures going back a long time, and most of them have been Reagan on the program. On. Reagan, yeah. So you could go back and you find all of them, and largely. And this is, you know, I've not Reagan had was, Bill Clinton on. No, but you've never had Clinton on. No. You've never had Obama on. Uh, you've never had uh, Kamala Harris or Joe Biden on. And you know what? My interest, my interest in all of those, except for Obama, I'd love to sit with Obama. I'd love to talk to Obama, do an interview with Obama. Sure. Oh, I mean, look, we take an interview. I don't think he would enjoy it. <laughs> no. But uh, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. would enjoy that one a great deal. Uh, uh, Joe Biden, it'd be like talking to a sponge. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, I just, no, not interested. I mean, I, not uh, interested. We, well, if, if the president is listening and wants to come on, we'd love to have him on. I think it would be a fascinating interview. I will uh, take, but, I will take, you know what? And if you just, if you just want to send us a loofah, the spot loof, what mm-hmm. are those called? Loofah? Those little sponges that, you know, you just send that and I'll interview that. It will probably give me more information. Probably. And less abrasive. Certainly will. 
And loofah yeah. can be abrasive. <laughs> they can be abrasive. But, yeah. But less abrasive than him, I think. I think. But some of these, I think, for you are doable. But like uh, when you come out, I feel like sometimes you just, you meet, you meet a celebrity and it's just like, eh, you know. Yeah, you, I don't want to meet celebrities. I don't really care about that. Well, you know that Elon Musk is a celebrity at this point. Yeah, I know. But, but there's more than just the celebrity. Right. Like, you know, the, uh, what do you call it? The show with the, all of the girls, Bruce Jenner is no longer a girl. Yeah, yes. Kardashian. Mm-hmm. All the girls and then Bruce Jenner. Anyway. Right. Um, you, no you have desire. no interest in meeting Kendall no. at any point. Nope. No. Like, I can definitely name, like, I would love to go see certain athletes with my son who we, you know, we sure. share an interest in the same sports teams. Like, sure. I could definitely, like, there's certainly things like that. But as far as just, like, meeting someone to meet someone, like, I don't have a bucket my, list like that. My son, now he's into football. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, and we've met a lot of football people. And I don't even know who they are, but mm-hmm. we have pictures of them. And I'm like, I was saying to him, don't you remember? We've met, we've met some legends. And he was like, really? Who? And I'm like, I don't know, but there's a picture of you with him. <laughs> and this is another picture with you with another guy. <laughs> I don't have any idea who they are. None. None whatsoever. You mainly have spent your life meeting people that I would like to meet. That's one of the reasons of me why. Meeting them, that's right? one of the reasons why I'd like to know who you want to meet. Because I want to meet them just to piss you off. You've done this many times. Many times. Over the years. Yes, many times. I seem to have met all of your heroes. You were friendly with Andy Reid when oh, yeah, uh, yeah. he was coaching uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, yeah, I'm yeah. an Eagles fan. Sure. And uh, you hung, you know, hung yeah. out with them. Yeah. Did events with them. Oh, quite well, yeah. Um, Bono, you hung out with Bono. You hung out with Bono. A, a, a Bono. That was U2 great. Fan, and, uh, and I'm not really a U2 fan, so I couldn't really talk about that. This has happened multiple times yeah. over the years. Yeah. I will say I was there for the most important one, which was when we both met together, Weird Al Yankovic, which was the only really good celebrity meeting. See, now I don't remember meets. that one. <laughs> I don't remember that one, but you, you do. Yeah, well, I met, I, uh, I've met Weird Al several times because <laughs> I was in radio and it's a pretty, you know, he's a really nice guy. He is like legitimately the nicest really guy. Really legitimately yeah. nice. Everybody says this about him. There was a huge piece. Everybody says Times that about the, Weird Al Yankovic. Really, like, like legitimately seems like the nicest guy in I the I know, world. but when you say everybody says that about Weird Al, I don't know if there's that many everybody Weird Al that, conversations that are going everyone on. Everyone that's met Weird Al, everyone I think, that's says met this, Weird has Al. the same okay, observation yes, about Because I would agree with that statement, yes. Yes. Do, we, do you remember in the same situation, same area, uh, we met George Clooney one day. Remember George Clooney came in? Oh, yeah, that's right. And, and he, he was very nice. We got along. He was very nice. He was very nice. I thought you guys were going to be buddies for a while yeah, there. I and then too. he re- realized who you were. And, and then like, I was like, I am not interested. <laughs> but George, I am a married man. Back off. <laughs> Kind of how it went. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Yeah. Two people that I've met that I wish I never did. Oh, I know one of them. What? B.B. King. B.B. King. (laughs) B.B. King. My (laughs) wife on one of our first dates, I took her to see B.B. King. Mm -hmm. I had been waiting to see B.B. King. A huge fan of B.B. Your whole life. Whole life. Mm -hmm. Huge fan of B.B. King. Uh, My wife was, you know, when when she was in her 20s, she still is, but when she was in her 20s, she was like smoking hot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And me, not so much. No. BB uh, King has a thing for blondes that are smoking hot. <laughs> okay. So I go backstage to meet BB King. And this is like one of the biggest moments of my life. Right. And I'm like, oh, I got to meet BB King, Mr. King. The whole concert, my wife is sleeping 
Okay. I keep waking her up. You're missing BB King. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just tired. And how much longer is this going to go on? (laughs) I mean, she hated it. Yeah. Hated it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Went backstage and he didn't even look at me. He looked at her. And he was like, come on over here and sit on BB's lap. And I'm like, what the? So I did. I went over and I sat on BB's lap. And I'm like, I'm blonde too. What are you talking about? Uh, All right. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's uh, LifeLock. Whether you're wealthy or not, you've got a lot to keep safe from a cyber criminal. And it's just not the money they go after. It's your identity. Everything is tied up into your identity, including your own credibility. Not to mention your safety and the safety of your family. That's why getting LifeLock isn't a joke. No joke. No joke. Being serious, folks. Don't ignore it. Don't put it off. Cyber criminals uh, are everywhere. And it's only a matter of time. I mean, I don't want to make you paranoid, but it's true. It's only a matter of time before you lose uh, some portion of your identity. And LifeLock can't prevent everything from being stolen. However, they're the best in the business. I think they're the, I mean, they've been in the longest. I think they're the best in the business. I've had them for years. They have alerted me several times. Uh, And then if something is wrong, then they have a team of specialists that help you fix it. LifeLock by Norton. Join now, save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK, save 25% off now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I'm finding out a lot of stuff about Stu today. I'm sorry, <laughs> we derailed the show. I asked one stupid, simple little question. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm just, and now I feel like I'm a lay down on a couch, Stu. I got to talk to you for a while. He, he, he just said, you know, it's like when people ask me what a hobby, what hobby I have. I don't, I don't have any hobbies. I don't know exactly what I do with my day. I really don't. Okay. Now, that could be the drugs. I don't know. It, <laughs> it could, could be. be the heavy drug use. And maybe be. that's why. All right. People say there's no effect negatively. Yeah, because you don't drink heavily. You don't take drugs. Uh, no, 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 definitely not. I, I mean, I have my kids. I have work. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's other things I do. So I, how I, mean, come I, I get sports? such a bad image because <laughs> I like being with my friend. Uh, I like being with my family yeah. more than anything else. And I'm kind of a cave dweller. You yeah, know, I'm, they 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 have referred to me in my neighborhood as Bigfoot or Sasquatch because a You're sighting in, because a sighting of me oh. is that rare. Oh gosh, yeah, wow! Like, I said the wrong thing there. Oops, you jerk. <laughs> so I get a bad rap for it, and you no, like I, you I, skate. You don't talk, you don't ever do anything with anybody. That's not true. I have friends that I do things so with, it, but I just, I don't have like a, like a hobby. I, I really have thought about this and I can't even think of one that I want to start, <laughs> let alone have. Okay. I think you're probably about the age I was where I was like, I don't have a hobby because you know, you, you start getting to, to be a little older and you're like, better come up with a hobby or I'm going to be making puzzles and gluing them to the ceiling. Yeah. I think that, well, especially like at some point, like work and kid responsibilities would probably fade. I don't know that that's. I don't think that's true. I mean, no? I've got kids in my th- in their thirties. Oh, still, still, nope. I have, like I have friends who are like, oh yeah, we play you know play, that play golf a couple times a weekend. I was like, wait, isn't golf like four yeah. or five hours? Yeah, no, that that changes. I, I imagine. I don't, yeah. I'm not there yet. Rafe, you ready for this one? Rafe's 17th birthday. Oh my gosh. 17th birthday. 
was uh, last night. If you've been a longtime listener of the program, wow. you remember when we adopted him 17 years ago. That's incredible. I mean, it's incredible. talked about it on the show. I remember when it was happening. I told him how special it's been and, and you know, the next exactly 12 months <laughs> how we're going to cherish every one of those days <laughs> 365 yeah. individual he days actually of said cherishing. to me he actually said to me the other day he's like i'm thinking about dad dad i'm thinking about getting a job and i'm just gonna have like a small truck and maybe like a tiny house and and i can maybe i'll find a place to keep the tiny house and i'm like that's that's your plan and he said well i mean i can't live here you know my whole life and i'm like dude i'm joking when i say i'm throwing semi joking when i say i'm throwing your ass out on your 18th birthday yeah that's not the way of the world anymore now you stay at home until you're 30 or 40 no 50 nope Get out. I don't know. You're, you, you, you act like Mr. Tough Guy on the air. I think your, your kid wants to stay in the house. You're going you're gonna to let it happen. No, they can build a tiny house outside. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once in a while, come in once in a while to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you ain't using the kitchen. Get out. I actually, you know, a friend of mine has uh, their whole family uh, living. I guess their great, great grandfather or something uh, bought a bunch of land, a couple hundred acres and so forever, the family has just been building houses on that land. And everyone in the family lives there. I mean, yeah, okay. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like a creepy kind of compound, mm-hmm. uh, but it's actually not. And talking to him, and he's like, it is the best thing ever. Living around your family is the best thing ever. And I said, then you should live around my family. Uh, can they move there? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> because living around my family? No, I don't. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I've always felt until recently. And now I'm just, I would, I'd, I'd give my right arm if everybody in the family just wanted to live, you know, not in my house, around my house. <laughs> right. You Within a five miles of your house. <laughs> yeah, well, right. that's a little close. Okay. It's Ten miles close. of your house. Yeah. Uh, in the same state, in Texas. Within an airplane ride of my house. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, global warming, you probably shouldn't take an airplane ride very often. So send me a postcard, kids. <laughs> send me a postcard. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to go uh, rain some people on the off the back of a horse. We'll see you tonight at 9. This is the Glenn Beck Program.